Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Jack Benny program presented by Let that famous chant remind you that lucky strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. LSMFT L-S-M-F-T, L-S-M-F-T. Sure thing. That's right. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. At 49, American. Quality of product is essential to continuing success. In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Yes, the makers of Lucky Strike consistently select and buy the finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. That's right, L-S-M-F-T. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. The finer, the lighter, the naturally milder Lucky Strike tobacco. And this fine Lucky Strike tobacco means real deep-down smoking enjoyment for you. So smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. California, the Lucky Strike program, starring Jack Benny, with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I recite a little poem? Last Thursday was St. Valentine's Day, the day when love is in bloom. It's also Jack Benny's birthday. Nobody leave this room. <laughs> Hello, folks. Thank you. Thank you. And, Don, let me tell you something. I'm very proud of the fact that I was born in February, the same month as George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Just think, Washington, Lincoln, and Benny. The first big three. <laughs> George, Abe, and Jack. And you know, Don, it was just a stroke of luck that I arrived in February. I was supposed to be born in March. Well, in March? Well, then how come you were born in February? Well, the stork was flying south for the winter, and he didn't want to come back just for me. <laughs> it's a long trip, you know. Well, anyway, Jack, congratulations on passing another milestone. Thank you. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, how old are you now? 37. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen... 37? Why, Jack, you said you were 37 last year. And now, ladies and, and gentlemen... And the year before. And now, ladies and gentlemen... And the year before that, you said you were 37. Don, when you're happy with something, why leave it? <laughs> anyway, a lot you care. You didn't even come to my birthday party. Well, I'm very sorry, Jack. I got your invitation, but I had to go back to Los Angeles. Oh. And, Jack, there was one thing about the invitation I didn't quite understand. What was that, Don? Well, it said, uh, you are cordially invited to attend my birthday party on Thursday, 15, 34, 11. What do those numbers mean? They're the sizes of my shirts, underwear, and socks. <laughs> I knew, I knew you'd want to bring something. <laughs> I used to put RSVP, and what did I get? Nothing. <laughs> so from now on, I'm not taking hello, any... Hello, Jack. How are you, Don? Oh, hello, hello, Mary. Mary. Hello. Hello. 
say, Mary, uh, Don and I were just talking about my birthday party. We had a lot of fun, didn't we? Yeah, you should have been there, Don. We played charades and post office and spin the bottle. Yeah. And then we played blind man's buff. <laughs> and you should have seen Jack when he was it. Uh, what'd he do, Mary? Tie a handkerchief around his eyes? No, he just turned out the lights. He figured he'd have fun and save money at the same time. <laughs> same time. Your sister Babe would have fit in blind man's buff. <laughs> Then about 11 o'clock, we all got hungry, so Rochester brought in Jack's birthday cake. Oh, birthday cake, huh? How'd it taste? I don't know. By the time we took all the candles off it, I wasn't hungry anymore. <laughs> Mary, just be glad that I sent you an invitation to my party, that's all. Say, Jack, I meant to ask you about that invitation. It said, uh, you are cordially invited to attend my birthday party on Thursday. S.O.S. What did S.O.S. mean? Short on socks. <laughs> I always have to remind you, hmm... I always have to remind... Oh, for heaven's sake, that's the cue for Phil Harris. He's not even here yet. Well, maybe he's at the Lone Palm getting potted. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care where he is. We've got to get on with the show. Mary, you take his lines. Oh, Jack, I can't read Phil's lines. Mary, we can't hold up the show. Now, go ahead and read Phil's part. I'll give you the cue again. Short on socks. Okay, folks, here's your favorite pixie. Harris is here, and he's right from Dixie. Appreciate me. Appreciate me. <laughs> Phil, I wish you'd stop coming in here with those corny entrances. And another hey, thing... Hey, Jackson, Jackson, I got a joke that'll murder you. Ask me what the wallpaper said to the wall. Phil. Go ahead, ask me. All right, Phil, what did the wallpaper say to the wall? You may be plastered, but I'll stick to you anyway. Ha, ha, ha! You're like a strong theater seat. You never let the audience down. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> now, Phil, the next time... Ladies you... and gentlemen, for the benefit of those who tuned in late, the part of Phil Harris is being played by Mary Livingston. <laughs> well, it's no use, Mary. Even you can't say those kind of jokes. Let's have a song from Larry Stevens while we're waiting for Phil. Oh, Larry. Here I am, Mr. Benny. Say, Mr. Benny, I want to thank you for inviting me to your party. I sure had a good time. At my party? Larry, I didn't see you there. When'd you come in? When you were playing Blind Man's Buff. Oh, oh, did I say hello to you? No, but you kissed me twice. <laughs> oh. Well, kid, when you get a little older and grow a beard, I won't make that mistake. Now, <laughs> now let's have a song, Larry. Okay. By the way, Mr. Benny, there was one thing I didn't understand about that invitation you sent me. What was that, kid? Well, it said you are cordially invited to attend my birthday party on Thursday. G-T-D-T-K-W-I-N. What does that mean? Go to Desmond's. They know what I need. <laughs> Sing, kid. And thanks for the bicycle clip. It was just my size, by the way. Thank you very, very much. Outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. When we finally kiss goodnight, how I'll hate going out in the storm. But if you'll really hold me tight, all the way home I'll be warm. Oh, the fire is slowly dying. 
And my dear, we're still goodbyin'. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. The snowman in the yard is frozen hard. He's a sorry sight to see. If he had a brain, he'd complain. Bet he wishes he were me. Oh, the fire is slowly dying, and my dear, we're still goodbying. But as long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. That was Larry Stevens singing Let It Snow. The title is really Let It Snow, Let It Snow. You're supposed to say it twice. But we have a very long show, and if we take up too much time, the tobacco auctioneer at the end of the program will have to hurry, and you won't be able to understand a thing he says. (laughs) So in view of the fact that we're trying to save time, I had to change the title of Larry's song from Let It Snow, Let It Snow to Just Let It Snow. And uh, now, folks... That line was originally ladies and gentlemen, but the genius cut it down to folks. Yes, yes, we save wherever we can. Now, that's why I changed the title of Larry's song... Okay, of... folks, here's your favorite pixie. Harris is here, and he's right from Dixie. Well, we, we couldn't wait for you any longer, so Mary did your routine. Now, go sit down. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Jackson. I got a joke that'll murder you. Ask me what the wallpaper said to the wall. Phil, Mary did that joke. I don't care who did it. Go on, ask me what the wallpaper <laughs> said to the wall. All right, Phil, we'll do it again. What did the wallpaper say to the wall? You might be a little cracked, but I got designs on you. <laughs> They ought to put a slot in your head Because your brains are like money in the bank <laughs> Love it, love it, love it yeah. What kind of language is that? Just... How do you like that? Ladies and gentlemen For the benefit of those who tuned in late Aren't you glad you're you? <laughs> Phil Phil, you're supposed to do what we rehearse And not bring in any new stuff I got designs on you. Where'd you get that joke? Well, I hired myself a writer, Jackson. I found him right here in Palm Springs. A writer? Yeah, he lives right over here on the Indian Reservation. (laughs) Phil, I know Palm Springs is crowded, but why is he living on... No, I can't ask him. (laughs) Mary, Mary, you do it. Okay, Phil. Phil, I know Palm Springs is crowded, but why is he living on an Indian Reservation? Because he's an Indian. (laughs) I knew it, I knew it. Phil, I don't know, I don't know where you find him, but I never heard of an Indian writer. Well, I, I think you're wrong, Jack. Some Indians are very good writers. Sure, Jackson, this guy I've got not only writes jokes, but he writes commercials. What? Go ahead, Don. Read him the one my writer gave you. Okay. Now wait a minute. Oh, for heaven's sake. Me like um lucky strike. Me send them smoke signals. L S M F T Yum. L-S-M-F-T, yum. T, yum? Yes, sir. Pow, you betcha. Lucky strike, heap round, heap firm, heap fully packed, 
heap free and easy on the draw. Don. Me, heap big. Indian chief. You big heap, that's all. <laughs> Ugh. What's that? Signal come from reservation. It say, with Sioux Indian who know tobacco best, it's lucky Sioux to one. Oh, is that Sioux? Well. Now, my good friend, L.A. Speed, rain in face. Hi, yo, what a minute, tonka, tippy, tippy, kookamonga, tomahawky, wiggy, wami, fat, papusi, salto, Iroquois. Don, that was very good. Very good. Now, let's... What are those horses' hoofs? Commercial finish. Take them plugged back to reservation. <laughs> oh, me catch them on. And now, folks... Ladies and gentlemen, for the benefit of you Indians who tuned in late, my face is red, too. <laughs> this is the craziest program we've done yet. What are we aiming at? 430. <laughs> Seven thirty in the east. Uh, Say, Jackson, we better start getting sharper. We'll hear about it at five thirty. You know that's when Fred Allen comes on. Phil, when you mention Fred Allen on this program, you must be closer to retirement than I think you are. <laughs> I heard his program last week. While he was telling a joke, a long word got stuck in his nose sideways, and he held up the show for five minutes. <laughs> Don't tell me about Allen. Oh, Jack, you're just mad because his picture is better than yours. Mary, that's no comparison. Everybody's picture is better than mine. <laughs> now, let's forget about that ill win from Allen's Allen. Sign for a band number. Go ahead, Phil. Okay, boys, filibuster. Sweetheart, played by Phil Harris and his sweetest music, this side of Roger Stable's orchestra. <laughs> and that's a... Uh... For the benefit of those horses who tuned in late, Roger Stable is a stable owned by Rogers. <laughs> Roger. I mean, thank you. 
Now, come on. Come on, kids. Let's keep the show moving. Well, what's the hurry, Jackson? Well, uh, I'm having some important people over for dinner tonight, and I don't want to be late. See, Rochester's calling for me. By the way, Mary, remind me to pick up some salami on the way home, will you? <laughs> okay. Oh, Jack, I meant to ask you about Rochester. Is it true that he was lost for two days out on the ocean? Yes. Uh, yeah, he was out in a boat near Catalina. Yeah, I read about it, Jackson. I heard it on the radio, too. Yeah. Funny thing, I, I didn't know anything about it until it was all over. You didn't? No. When I found out about it last Wednesday, I was home taking my violin lesson. You know, I still have my music teacher, Professor LeBlanc. Anyway, here's what happened. Monsieur Benny, once more you have made this same mistake. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Professor LeBlanc. Shall I do it again? Yes. And this time, please, take off your gloves. <laughs> well, the strings are cold. <laughs> All right. Now commence. One and two and three and four and... Do not hold your bow too tightly. It will help you play more lightly. Play it softer, not so brassy. Pull your tongue in, you're not lassie. Non, non, non. Please tell me something. How long have you been playing the violin? Well, ever since I can remember, I was a child prodigy. I do not believe it. That I was a prodigy? No, that you were a child. <laughs> now, take it again, please. Okay. <laughs> One and two and three and four and... Play it bright and not so dull, sir. This what gave me my ulcer. <laughs> I'm soft just like a pillow. What have I done to Patrillo? Uh, how is that? Very good. Here. Oh, boy, another gold star. <laughs> you know, Professor, someday I may be a great violinist. You should live so long, and you already did. <laughs> Now, listen. Hmm. Child prodigy. Well, I was. My father made me start playing the violin when I was seven. Oh, so your father made you take up the violin? Yes. And where is your father now? In Florida. The coward. <laughs> and now, Monsieur Benny, I guess the hour is up. No, no, it isn't, Professor. When we started the lesson, I set the alarm clock. It'll ring when the hour is up. All right. For this, for this, I left Lockheed. <laughs> now... One and two and three and four and... Well, how do you like that? He didn't even wait for me to pay him. Oh, well. I wonder if I should keep practicing. No, no, I can't stand it anymore. Oh, gee, I wish I hadn't told Rochester he could have a couple of days off. He does everything for me. So tired of sleeping with my clothes on. <laughs> well, I guess I'll turn on the radio. 
I'm the whistler. I walk by night. <laughs> Gee, that whistler scares me. And I've got such a nice painting of his mother. <laughs> I'll try and get something else. Ladies and gentlemen, are you nearsighted? When you're having breakfast, do you get too close to your hotcakes? Do you get molasses on your glasses? Do you suffer from middle-age spread? Do your hips try to hurdle your girdle? Hmm? suffer from these or any other ailments, why not try sympathy soothing syrup? Remember, sympathy spelled backwards is your tapamus. Y-H-T-A-P-M-Y-S. You just your tapamus, you just your tapamus, you just your tapamus, drive your blues away. He must have a new quartet there, and now, folks, here is our Utapamus News reporter with a special item. Ladies and gentlemen, Rochester Van Jones, who has been adrift in the Pacific Ocean for the last two days, has been found by the Coast Guard and towed into port. What? Rochester is the butler of that famous comedian, Jack Bentley. That's Benny. <laughs> our quartet will now sing their version of that new song hit, Yes, We Have No Bananas, Butter, or Sugar. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Oh, my goodness. Rochester adrift in the Pacific. I didn't even know he was on a boat. Well, thank heaven he's safe. When he gets home, I'm going to... Maybe that's him. Hello? Long distance call for Jack Bentley. That's Benny. I'll take it. Very well. Hello? Hello? Hello, is this Rochester? You were expecting maybe shipwork, Kelly? <laughs> Rochester, I just heard about you being in the ocean for two days. How are you? Salty. <laughs> I know, I know, but tell me what happened. Well, boss, me and my friend Sam were about 20 miles off Catalina when we developed motor trouble. And you know I can't swim. Uh-huh. Then suddenly a big wave swept me overboard and I landed right next to a vicious-looking shark. So I got back to the boat fast. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just said you couldn't swim. I didn't think I could run on water either, but I did. <laughs> Well, well, what happened then? Well, when we weren't rescued after the first day, we realized we were in a tough spot. So we started sending out messages in bottles. What did the messages say? Send more bottles. <laughs> Rochester, I hope you weren't drinking out there. Oh, no, boss. No, sir. But after the second day, we sure got hungry. And fortunately, a bird landed on back of the boat. A bird? Good. So I picked up my rifle, took aim, and I... Rifle? Rochester, you wouldn't shoot a poor little bird. No, I just wanted to frighten her enough to lay an egg. <laughs> Did you frighten her? Did I? She laid two eggs, three strips of bacon. <laughs> Rochester, don't be ridiculous. A bird can't lay bacon. Boss, when you got a gun in your face, you find out you got talent you never knew you had. <laughs> Never
Never mind that. Now, tell me, how did you get back to shore? Well, the Coast Guard finally found us and towed us into the harbor. Well, I'm glad it came out all right. It certainly was an unusual experience. It sure was. <laughs> Rochester, what are you laughing at? It's the first time I ever lost a weekend on water. <laughs> well, I thought. Anyway, Rochester, I'm glad you're safe and hurry out here to Palm Springs. I will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well done. There you are. That's how I found out about Rochester. Ladies and gentlemen, this is American Brotherhood Week. Brotherhood. There's much more to it than the word itself implies. Many of us feel that we are practicing it if we have consideration and respect for our immediate circle of friends. Well, that's not enough. We should have it for all people everywhere. The color of a man's skin and the church he goes to is a mighty poor yardstick to use in measuring his character. And to have a contempt for an entire race because of color or creed is unthinkable. If you want to know how it feels, think back to when the Germans and the Japanese thought themselves superior races and said that all Americans were decadent, criminal, and stupid. Our anger and indignation flared at the thought of Americans being called decadent, criminal, and stupid. And yet, if we tolerate racial and religious discrimination, we are. I think I saw brotherhood at its best when I was overseas during the war. When men are fighting for their lives and the lives of their fellows, racial and religious issues are relegated to their proper place of unimportance. I never heard a wounded man complain about being carried back to a field hospital by a Negro or ask whether the blood plasma he was getting was Catholic, Protestant, or Jewish. You know, a bullet is a very democratic thing. So let's remember and perpetuate these battlefield lessons and carry them through our lives to make a better world. There is a verse in the song, America the Beautiful, that should mean a lot to all of us. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea, and crown thy good with brotherhood. That is our heritage. Let's live up to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack will be back in just a minute, but first, here is my good friend, L.A. Speed Riggs. A man goes by what he knows. Here's what Mr. William Lee Branch, independent tobacco auctioneer of Winterville, North Carolina, said. Sure, I smoke Luckies. Been smoking them for 18 years. 
Any tobacco man will tell you that the quality of a cigarette depends on the quality of the tobacco that goes into it. And I know from long experience that Lucky Strike buys fine quality tobacco. Quote, I know from long experience that Lucky Strike buys fine quality tobacco. Unquote. Yes, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. So for your own real deep down smoking enjoyment, smoke that smoke of fine tobacco, Lucky Strike. The famous tobacco auctioneers heard on tonight's programmer, Mr. L.A. Speed Riggs of Goldsboro, North Carolina. And Mr. F.E. Boone of Lexington, Kentucky. At 49, out of 49, American. And this is Basil Risedale speaking for Lucky Strike. L.S.M.F.T. L.S.M.F.T. L-S-M-F-T. In a cigarette, it's the tobacco that counts. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So round, so firm, so fully packed, so free and easy on the draw. Well, Jack, another program's over. Yep. Another program and another birthday. Just think, Mary. Next year at this time, I'll be 39. 39? Jack, you said this year you were 37. Oh, yes, yes, I'll be 38. I gotta watch that. <laughs> Good night, Paul. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.